never know dating with Danny Bevins. My brother's never been married, is no kids. He's been trying to explain dating to me for years. Now he's bringing people into the studio to try to explain modern dating to a guy that hasn't been on a date in 25 years and has been married for 20. So can they do it? Can they explain dating to me? Never. No. Dating with Danny Bevins starts now. This is the podcast. This is how we start. We got John Jay as the producer. Daryl, or never know, is here. Kai Saunders is here. And my one, the one I've been looking forward to, Sophia Sanchez, is here. She's here to talk to us. And I know you have a boyfriend. You do. How long have you been in a relationship? About two and a half years, just shy of that. Okay, and you're 20? 29. 29. So up he until is then, younger than me. Is he younger than I'm you? I'm a cougar. <laughs> I guess I'm more of a bobcat because it's not that much of a gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a cougar. Yeah. Unless, but I, it's he, not unless a cougar, he's yeah. 12, you're yeah. not a cougar. No, yeah. that's, called, uh, that, that's called a child abuser, actually. Pederast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pedophilia. So Ped- when, you were, when you were dating, how long were you dating? Is this a one of the, I mean, have you been in a series of relationships or a couple or, or were you lifetime? dating? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in a long-term relationship for maybe a year and a half in a different state and it went horribly wrong. So I moved back home with my parents in ta- the old Tampa, Florida at the ripe age of 26. <laughs> and then I got, you know, my bearings and moved out again. Did, um, and then I started dating my boyfriend, who I met. Did you? How, how'd you meet him? Jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay. So in, you real went to a class. in real life. Right. Yeah, because she rolls. She's she's in jujitsu. Imagine meeting people that have the same hobbies as you. Yeah, isn't that it's a great, great idea? Right. It yeah. seems like a great idea. Don't go to places that you like and meet people. That would be wrong. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's funny because it's like easy to kind of get bummed out by the prospect of people meeting in bars and then realizing that they, they aren't compatible because they met when they were drunk. But like we met in an actual situation, not intoxicated, but we get drunk all the time together. So right. yeah. you like, could still we enjoy. Could've, we could have met each other in a bar and then yeah. I would have been like, that guy's a Momo. <laughs> maybe, or maybe not, I don't know. So well, you, you think that if you had met him in a bar, it wouldn't have been as... I mean, wouldn't I think have had the moment. I just feel like I probably wouldn't have been paying attention because that's not an easy thing to do when you're drunk. Right. But it's easy to pay attention when you're tackling someone. It's not really. Key. You're on high that's alert. All, yeah, yeah, honestly, I feel like um, that it is kind of easier. It's it forces you to focus. Mm. Yeah, I think being in a dojo like uh, definitely like lends itself to like getting to know people that are also in your dojo or your gym or whatever you want to call it. It's a very intimate situation. Yeah. I mean, it, it's extremely intimate and it's extremely like all of your senses are on high alert. Exactly. You know well, I mean? you're and really because in a bar you're lowering all of your right, senses. Right, you're dulling everything, <laughs> yeah, bringing it completely. down. There's music. It's too loud. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. You know, you're probably not even there for that. You know what I mean? And then. And and then at Dojo, of course, you're not there for that. But there's this like, I, I don't know what it is, but you know, I always love that idea of slamming into each other. There's that's something what, about the contact. Yeah. Well, yeah. then my question it's is creepy, like, but it's true. It's yeah. like, how did he? How did he? Like, how? What stuck out about him to you? Well, he's really good. Oh, at at it. He's very very good. That is attractive. But he is also 
I mean, this is going to sound so cheesy. No, so I go like, for don't it. even want to do it. I, but like, like, I like cheesy. Peer pressure. So he kind of does jujitsu like a, he's kind of like a rubber band. Mm-hmm. So like he'll, he's not, people do this thing that I always call it like wrestle fucking. Like you can be really good at wrestle fucking where you just go in there and you just like maul people and you get real winded and it's very aggressive. But he has like very beautiful jujitsu. He's kind of chilling. And you'll like feel like you're like doing something good, and then he's just like bop, and he's and, he, and then you're being choked out. It's like it's good, not it's, pain. He has it's soft, like good uh, stoner jujitsu. That's what kind I like of to call like it. yeah. It's a dance. It's elegant. Yeah, it's very yeah. elegant. Yeah. Controlled. If you see a guy dancing or a girl dancing, and you, and that's sexy to you, then you, you know you're attracted to them uh, immediately. Uh, in a bar, you're just lowering your senses, and you're attracted to anything that moves, basically. <laughs> well, so. sex traps and like baits you into them and then from the technique you fuck yourself but it almost feels like you're submitting yourself <laughs> so he's very intelligent in how he, he kind he's of... been doing it forever so mm-hmm. i feel like he has really good fluency with it mm. if that makes any there's sense. a yeah. beauty to being able to be on your back and being comfortable with somebody on top of you and knowing what you can do yeah i mean i honestly hate playing i hate playing guard oh you do I, yeah i would rather be passing but yeah i've been working on it it is scary. It is. It is. All right, that's enough. I've that learned time. more about jujitsu in this conversation. <laughs> Seriously. Shit. Sorry. Well, it's like no, well, that's no. fantastic. That's awesome. It, yeah. This is good. I need yeah, it. It's, it's, lo- it's loving. About, it's right? loving the dojo. You know, it's like uh, I'm it, going to sign up today. I mean, yeah. I'm signing up for jujitsu. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to meet my uh, my partner. I tried to get you into it, and you and you. I really do actually want to take it. I really do want to take it. I would like to know where a good place to take that is. I really do want to. She goes Learn to a that. good one. It's in ta- is it in Tampa? Ebor, yeah. Ebor, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. So Ebor. tell me about the dating before the man, before the, the, the love of your life. This is what we want to know about. How? What did you hate about it? What did you like about it? Just dating in general? Yes. Um, well, I suppose that it's all very circumstantial. So if I were to think, I my first long-term boyfriend was in college, and I had not really, like, I feel like I wasn't, like, socialized as an adult at that point, mm. and the relationship matured quicker than my own uh, actualization. Okay. So I only knew how I existed with this other person. And obviously that didn't end well. Um, and so then I moved to a different state and then I like was single for a long time. And then I got on a dating app and I met someone and then we dated for like a year and it was a really, really bad relationship. Mm. So I didn't app? Tinder. And what? I literally only would do Tinder for like 24 hours at a time just to like remember that people want to sleep with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, I'd be like, all right, I'm good. And then I'd delete it. I felt that very, very strongly. Yes. Yeah. My roommates in college called it the eight-hour window. <laughs> um, which That's is, pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Like you would, you would go on like late at night or before we went out. We made the mistake of making it a drinking game. Which got very violent very quickly. Um, there were no survivors. There was one night where we didn't even make it out. Uh, we just so we would pregame with it, and then the next day. Okay, you're saying this, and I know everybody that's listening to this knows what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. I so, mean, pregame. You're drinking and you're doing what? You're on the app together? Three beautiful uh, women sitting on a couch being okay. like, haha, who wants to fuck us? All right? It's an MTV. Sounds like a porn. Did somebody order a pizza? We're trying to order a pizza is what's happening. Okay. Uh, the way it started is you would match with someone um, and then be like, oh, we're going to one of seven bars. You could get in with a fake. 
in Tallahassee. And then um, they'd be like, oh, we're also going to do that. And then a guy group and a girl group would basically meet up and you would run into them. And what my friends and I did, which is um, maybe not the kindest, but we were the cheapest, is we would make sure we we'd call it our free drink group. So we would we would tell these guys to come over and it would be like halfway through like you'd pregame because you're just so poor and you're in college and you're you're drinking Listerine basically and uh so you can't afford like five dollar drinks or anything like that. Neither can they. Right. Go ahead. But they in, in can Tallahassee, they five dollar drinks are the expensive ones. Yes. So you know, Danny. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, five dollars in Tallahassee. That's a that's that's a like top shelf. Anything. Right, right. I I only drank out of plastic for for three years, and then I would I would hold a glass in my hand, and I'd be like, something's wrong. Like it was. That's heavy. Yeah. Uh, so um, we would we would match with these guys, and then it would just become like a ritual. So we'd pour our cocktails and we'd giggle and gaggle. And then it became like a drinking game on Tinder. You know how you swipe left, swipe right. You're familiar with this. There's pictures and uh, based off of a very intelligent, emotional connection you feel with the person. You're like, yep, nope. You know, from one photo. Based off the photos, uh, you would have to drink. So there was this uh, club in Tallahassee that had a pool. It was called Recess. And so if anyone's first photo was them by the pool at Recess, you have to drink. And then oh, I see. you would okay. make it situational because it's all location Parameters. based. So you guys would get so drunk before that you didn't even go out. Is so what we had to stop. There was this one rule and we had to stop it because of that. Yeah. Um, where we were like white boy in a snapback. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, snap uh, it's, a, it's a type of baseball hat. The adjustable baseball hat. Correct. So if you, so, you know, we would. I mean, but you have three women all scrolling as fast as possible. So every five seconds you'd hear hat and then you drink hat and then you drink hat and then you get, you know, and then like it's all the same guy. It's all perched. Uh, that happened. Wow. See, we do that yeah. with Jameis Winston uh, interceptions. Yeah. And then if the if they score a, a touchdown <laughs> off that interception, then you have to drink the rest of your drink. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you're blitzed yeah. like really quickly. I so love did you, Sophia, that. did you have friends like that? Was that a thing or because you were in a relationship in college. So what do you? I, yeah. I mean, I didn't date in college at all, um, but then I finished college and I didn't like go out much. I didn't like do the thing where like you get like I don't know. I'm a weird person, but I. We all are. You were doing jujitsu. You yeah, you had other you had other I things. I hadn't started at that point. Okay. I was working when I. Fin- I'm like it's hard to even like place it. I feel like there was a, definitely a long period where I was like an incel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean there was some illicit substances. I wasn't an incel, but you know what I mean? I was oh, no, not. No, in, I was. I was. It, I mean, I, was I wasn't. In a cell. I was kind of avoiding intimacy <laughs> for a while. So I wasn't really trying to date, mm-hmm. but right. I would have like ideas of liking people and then get really freaked out by the prospect of it. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Actualization, I guess. Like sure. You said before. So yours is more of like, you weren't ever the kind of person where you're like, I'm going to seek this out. Because I think that's what we're learning a lot with this podcast is like there are some people where they're like, I need to date. I like being in a dating world. Oh, I okay. kind of the intentionality of it all. I have something. OK, I would agree with that. But there was a point where like I have had these bouts of loneliness. Where I was like, you know, it'd be cool to just like have somebody to spend time with 
and like start dating somebody. And so I start before I started dating Joey, I started dating or I was hanging out with this dude who also did jujitsu. And this guy was a fucking robot. He was like also pretty good at jujitsu, but not funny. Uh, did not listen to music. Oh, no. Oh, oh wow. I've met people wow. like that. And Cut. I was like, what? Like, what kind of music Cut. do you like? And I'm like, I don't know. What? <laughs> and like, what? I, I remember hearing them yeah. say that he was a robot. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean he's a robot? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a robot. I don't know. And then he like just, that was the end of it. And wow. I was like, this guy's wow. a fucking Called robot. Himself what would, a robot? What would he do? He's a very strange person. It, was he a podcast man? Did he enjoy film? Like he did, listens. Did, did he to, wake up and just? What was Reamer the, the NPR? My name, my name is uh, the old lady. Oh Terry Gross. Terry not Terry Gross. Gross not Terry Gross. Diane. Diane Reese. Keaton. No, or, that's no, not no. it. <laughs> Fuck. But it doesn't matter. But that really old lady who sounded yes, really, really old. Yes, I know. Reamer, I know. Mary but I don't Reamer, know her name. I don't, I don't know. know her name. But I know what you're talking about. So yeah. You always feel like. But she's he likes not going to get it out. NPR. She's going to die or she, her voice is going out. Like, <laughs> but she was a pretty You're good like, orator despite yeah, in spite yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. She's a good storyteller. She's been doing it for a long time too. All right. So this makes me think, what if like one of the things you guys had on these uh, dating apps was, we've talked about this before. I always love with high fidelity, the top five, which are top five songs, top which five, are top, top absolutely. five books, absolutely. which are top five movies which are top and then they made another the problem movie with uh, that is people would just top fill five them in with chris rock i think and not order them. another one was it with chris rock was that that was a movie right yeah another yeah well there's high fidelity and they met another one called top five yeah. oh, okay well yeah. i didn't see the chris rock one but i loved that idea of you know making but you'd have to have people talking about it they can't just be I like the Beatles and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's on a lot of dating profiles. It is? Yes. So oh, okay. you can... Just exchanging lists? At least now with like Hinge is the, the newest one, and they pride themselves on being very detail-oriented. Right. So it will give you... Like you have to use prompts. And I hate prompts because I feel like I'm in school and I'm like, what I learned today is... Like I feel like it's very... um. It's a writing challenge. It's not like a conversation. That's how I got. Yeah. Yeah. Part of how I got into this is mm-hmm. that a guy hired me to, to write all those. Ah. So I'd never been on a dating app and he sent me all these these questions and he said, make them funny. And so my, I, I wrote, I mean, a bunch of money <laughs> trying to get this, to help this guy get laid. <laughs> and I did. And I made him funny as fuck. And I was laughing and I was like, oh, this is great. But then I realized afterwards, oh, I, I'm, you don't even know what you did. I know. Yeah, like, well, like what there. did you do? I've, I've set this thing up and then this guy's going to show up and fuck it up, man. Oh, you know he's not I mean? going to be able to carry the jokes? No, he's not going to be able to do that. It's, you know. Um, <laughs> I must say that the cringiest, in my opinion, because I'm a piece of shit. The cringiest thing about Tinder or what what have you is when people don't have anything funny in their bio. It's like Ugh. completely off, like earnest. They're like, I like these things. And, you know, I'm just like looking for this. I think I put that I was a traveling kazoo salesman in mine <laughs> and that like I'm a horrible person and that or that I'm a terrorist. Yeah. And then and everybody who talked to me was either like didn't read it. Right, right. And we're just like, let me pee in your butt or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. we're, which was funny. Or, oh, well, you're you weird. Know. I like you. How was that date? How was that date? Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Um, you know, I, I, I have uh, a butthole baby. You know what I mean? I, I'm ta- talking to some friends recently, uh, the kind of the new thing in the dating profiles is to put uh, quotes from your favorite 
TV shows, like favorite comedies or whatever, oh. but not actually quote it. Make it look like it's part like of the bio. Oh, mm-hmm. that's not so cool. stealing. No, yeah, no, right. stealing. no, no, not that's... not stealing. It's kind of like it's kind of like a like a flag. Like, oh, I watch that show too, so I know that that. Yeah, oh, like an oh, oh, so a nod to. So this. they have to know yeah. what the show is. Right, right, right. They also have to watch the show to catch it. Otherwise, you wouldn't catch it. They at have all. to know that you're stealing. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. I got it. Well, I can tell you. I, I, I tell you this. I would do. I would do this one. Just simply because I can't remember the movie or the show that I saw it is, but still, this line has stayed with me forever. And that's uh, he likes him angry and looking for somebody to blame. That's I fucking love that line. That's such a beautiful. Is that nobody else is cool with that? I mean, I, haven't, I don't. I don't know where that's from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's... he likes him angry and looking for someone to blame. Right. As someone who's angry all of the time. <laughs> Are you? Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A deep seated rage. Twenty four seven. I never picked up on that. Well, no. you know why? Because Kai's back in therapy. Yeah. Um. Thank you for that. Uh, oh yeah, brother. Hell yeah, dude. Whenever I blame anyone on my anger, it, no one's like, ah, this is what I needed. Like, that seems very, that's interesting. But I think there's something beautiful in that line. Oh, well, yeah, I just think it's, you know, it describes a lot of my friends. Because it's like, mm-hmm. what kind of woman does he like? He likes somebody angry and looking for somebody to blame. Yeah. Him, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's what it's going to be. She's going to mm-hmm. get mad at him if they, she's going to fucking say that he did all of it. And I'm not saying that women do that. I'm saying these guys are looking for that person. I have matter. a thought. Okay, wait. So my relationship prior to the one I'm in now was very, very, very toxic. And we won't like, we don't need to talk about it much, but there was like this kind of gaslighting thing where I really believed that I was crazy and very toxic and neurotic. And that remains to be seen. But there was a moment in my current relationship where I was like carrying on about something. And I was like, oh my, I was talking to Joy. I was like, oh my God, you must think I'm insane. I'm sorry for being so crazy. And he, he He's like, oh, you're not crazy. You're just like being a chick. And, and, then, oh. he, and, then, he, and then he's like, and I was like, that is the sweetest thing that you could have possibly <laughs> said because all this time I thought I was being crazy. And in that prior relationship, I was so isolated. Right. I seriously didn't talk to anybody for like a questionable amount of time. Sure, sure, sure. So it was like my whole perception of myself. Well, there is something. I'm getting it back still. Yeah, there is something different about someone just acknowledging that like, oh, like women are different than men. That's how it goes. I was being dramatic. And he was like, just being a chick. But I like, I like that very like, this just happens versus what can happen. Also, I've been in a toxic relationship kind of similar in that way of you're the crazy one. This is you. This is isolated. This is, this makes you very specific. And I think there's something nice about all the time. Yeah. I think there's something, although that is very, it's a very funny situation, but I think there's something kind about acknowledging, oh, you're just being a person. And you got to know your roles in a thing. You know, mm-hmm. my wife knows that I'm that. It's not being a chick. It's being dramatic is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I do that. And I'll, I'll be, because my head is, if I say it's the worst thing in the world, then the worst thing in the world won't happen. That's my head. My head is also yeah. in a place where if everything is going well, it's like, duck, motherfucker, because the shitstorm <laughs> is coming. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? I get and the same so, way. That's like a PTSD but thing. But you need to have, yeah, you need to have the other person there for you that knows, okay, you're cool. First of all, doesn't take it personally. And second of all, is there to say, it's going to be all right. It's gonna, you're gonna be cool. It's not a problem. I it do like that. Use that feels it good. Against you. Doesn't it feels use real good. You. And then you have to find what their fucked up thing is and be able to help them through that too. 
I mean, in it, if you're going to have a relationship, you got to be a team about your fucked upness. You know well, what I mean? Well, and you can tell pretty quickly if that person is a good person based on whether or not they'll do that. Because I think at least with my generation, and Sophia can correct me if I'm wrong, we also have that a little apocalyptic mindset mm. with a lot of things. And uh, mental health is always talked about in our generation. Like, I don't know anyone my age who hasn't been like, yeah, at one point I was depressed. Like, it's very, we're very comfortable with that um, conversation. But there's that fear. And in, when you don't really know someone and they start kind of exhibiting those symptoms... Right. You don't know them well enough to call them out on it. And so what a lot of people do is they just keep their guards up and they never develop that trust. And then uh, I have a lot of girlfriends where they, they'll describe something and clearly it's just they're with an, an, an anxious man. Right. And they'll just be like, he's toxic because he's overthinking. He overthinks. He's toxic. And they'll just drop him. Well, you know what? If we could do anything in this podcast today before we, before we finish it, this is what I'd like to know from the two of you. Sure. What's the definition of toxic? Because that word gets thrown around a lot. That's true. And to me, <laughs> in my head, toxic means that that person is making you crazy or making you feel awful. That's what I would think. My, my definition is making you, making people around you worse. Oh, ah, okay. Is, there you go. is my right. generalized definition. That's bad what do you guys think? Yeah. Just, you're pushing bad energy. You're making on people. people worse. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. You guys. Well, I mean, like. A toxic food is something that poisons you, right? Okay. So I would say that – so what's a toxic person? I guess that's the question. The behavior. It's or like, toxic partner so relationship. So it poisons everything around it? Like a, they, so I think a parasite pretty much. Okay. Mm. Like right. somebody who feeds on you and doesn't give you anything back and leaves you depleted, but maybe they gain something from you. Right. But that would be – then to me, that, that would be parasitic. Right? Yeah. That would be the word. Because this is all I'm saying about your generation. I don't know much about it, but this is the thing. We, we've Me heard neither. it a lot here is that <laughs> toxic. And you hear toxic and I it's go, just a buzzword. somebody explain it to me. I mean, because maybe I, we should use a different word. I think I used yeah. it well, just no, because it's like the dude that I'm speaking of, well, you said he just gaslighting. fucking sucked. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Some people just suck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I suck sometimes. Yeah. But like, I don't ever want to make anyone worse than they were before they talked to me. Mm. Right. And like, that's very easy to do if you suck enough. Yeah. That's how I see toxic. Well, they, want, I, yeah. they want you to feel worse than they do. And they will make you feel worse. Yeah. yeah. Because you, I don't know. I think right. you also have to look at how the word is used in order to really glean the true definition of it. Because like Sophia said, she made an excellent point. It's a buzzword. And so I know that like when I say it or one of my friends say it, relationships are so complicated and, right. and it, it affects you emotionally and physically in your sleep and your eating and your schedule. I mean, when you're with someone, that's your partner. Right. And so when they're not your partner anymore or something ends poorly or anything like that. Or you, you disagree on a fundamental thing. Right. But right. then you have to, there are 18 ways that you've been hurt because right. there's 18 parts of your life that that person was in. And that can be overwhelming to talk about. And so with, uh, a generation that's so entrenched in social media and one tweet sentences and, oh, it's on my Snapchat story today and then I'm not talking about it. Like that's, that's how we talk. And so we tend to all kind of put one thing in one word. And when you say toxic, that means you're not going to ask them what that means. That means that that was not good for that person. Right. And they don't have to go into it. They like, Someone's like, oh, that's my toxic That was bad ex. for me. Right? Yes. Yep. Basically. Right. Without saying. having to actually 
Right. Emotionally, that was, that whatever. Was bad for me. Because that, guess what? You can say he's toxic and, that, in a comment. And, and people that makes know. sense. But you have to remember when you're talking to somebody of my generation, mm-hmm. we're trying to understand you. And when you use words that we, because we have a definition for toxic. Which would be what? Well, it would be closer to that, poisoning everything. But I would think. It, it, but do but, you see how vivid and graphic that, like, poison everything is so, like, very black and white? Right. But to me, it feels like it's more like you're physically. Ruined by a person. Correct. Okay. So that, yeah. But, that, but to say it, I was everybody physically, saying that? But, to, but Danny, to, to look at someone and be like, I was physically ruined by someone, that reveals so much. Yeah. I think something. Oh, that, that's that why you use the word so instead you say, of saying that. So instead of me, I'm a 16-year-old girl, and I just went through my first heartbreak, and I've had Twitter since I was nine, okay? <laughs> uh, like, the, the that's a real person out there. Instead of, like, because they'll just... And you'll just, bleh, you'll just vomit. So you just be like, he was toxic. I got it. It's okay. very flippant. And everybody, way to kind of everybody can be toxic. Yes. Everyone to somebody. Oh, mm-hmm. So if if you're not in it for the long haul, or you're messing with their emotions, or you're not being honest, or you're not or just maybe it's just not that time of yeah. life for you, then you are toxic to that person. Doesn't mean you have to be toxic to the next one well, that, that you encounter, a bad person. or that you're bad. Right? It's not. There are well, just you said it. You he said sucks. We, that know, guy sucks. We, everybody sucks. But everybody sucks some of the time. Some of the oh, time. God. It just don't. Suck I think all the it's time. just that yeah. like I'm still getting over that time of my life, and mm. I will say that he doesn't suck. I mean, but he does. I take like, it back. That guy. You know? like, I'm sure well, that guy sucks. Okay. But like, you yeah, know, it was just crazy because like I finally understood how like the human capacity for evil the human capacity to wish ill upon another person was something i never felt until i was in this relationship with this oh, man God. but we because have to also say that it was so toxic bad. we allow them uh, being toxic so means i let them be worse. toxic to me yeah. i let them do that cuz you learn by the the people that you're with like their behavior inevitably runs off on rubs off on you you know and it's slowly it does it slowly too that's the other thing too it, you can you go into a thing with the mind frame of i'm not gonna let somebody ruin me but they do it slow you know what i mean like they, oh yeah they don't it's it's little gradually they're taking real estate in your brain gradually and gradually and gradually they're not walking i mean there's very few people that let somebody walk in going fuck you you suck you know what i mean it's a over they find your little things right and then they they attack those little places so because they know that that's what makes you all right i but that's something beautiful guys, about it because, why we have to vet people time. before we, we date them because after that we are completely out of time yeah sophia thank you so much for being on hey, i want you to come back i really do and yeah. i love you i, lo- I, I love, love watching you, you. I, I think it's funny you. and and i'm just so happy that you did it and uh take us out Oh, well, uh, this has been this episode of the podcast. Once again, Sofia Sanchez, thank you for coming on. Wonderful guest. Thank you for having me. Uh, We're out. If you'd like to comment, complain, point out errors, or tell us about your dating experiences or ask questions, you can reach us at neverknowpodcast at gmail.com. That's neverknowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 727-386-9098. 727-386-9098. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening.
The music for Never Know Dating Podcast with Danny Bevins was written by Derek Bevins and Francis LaBelle, a.k.a. Frankie Ramon. Lyrics by Daryl Bevins, recorded and produced by Direct In Studio. The Never Know Dating Podcast produced by John J. Murray. Associate producers Ross Duncliffe and Gabe McKinney.